Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. But is the captor about to make a statement tomorrow? It's Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. America held hostage. You know, those things are just out of my control. By Aaron Rodgers. Day 65. Hey, hey, just- Low-key. This is Captain Phillips, the movie. It absolutely Aaron is. Aaron Rodgers is literally coming up and saying, I'm the captain now. <laughs> I'm the captain now. Like, literally, he's holding all of us hostage. He really and the is. Jets brass is on a boat because basically there is no bridge to any other option. Jimmy Garoppolo is signed. Derek Carr is signed. Only thing that they have right now is Aaron Rodgers. They are at the mercy of what Aaron Rodgers wants to do. As you put it earlier... <laughs> You would think after the Jets signed Alan Lazard earlier today, one of his many demands in his ransom note to the Jets that happened to include Lazard, it included Randall Cobb, it included uh, Mercedes Lewis, and it included Odell Beckham, reportedly. Our Diana Rossini reported that earlier today, that all four of those players were on his, well, she called it a wish list. We'll call it the ransom note. Yeah, but you know what? Here's the thing. The Jets signed Alan Lazard, yep. and in return, Aaron Rodgers gave us something. And he's going to be on the Pat McAfee show tomorrow. So he gave us something. It's give and take when it comes to these hostage negotiation situations. Well, I That's guarantee you one is. thing. He ain't letting Woody, Woody Johnson go anytime soon. He might let no. Joe Douglas out. He might let Robert Sala out, but he ain't letting Woody out. No way. Woody's the trump card. <laughs> Oh, man, this is incredible. You literally can't make this up, man. You can't make, when's the last time you've seen an organization in this position with a player? I, I literally can't remember it. I can't, I can't think of it. Let me think. Last year with the Packers. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, outside of Aaron Rodgers. I, I literally, like, it, it, it's something that is unique to him. Yeah. And we're in this position every single offseason. Now, I know the league year doesn't start until tomorrow, but seemingly since the Super Bowl, this is all we've really talked about. Well, it's day 65 since the Packers season ended. That's what it is. And here we are. So tomorrow he is now scheduled to go on the Pat McAfee show because, of course, he is, as Pat uh, said earlier just a little while ago on Twitter. And... Listen, whether that announcement is I'm going to the Jets, whether that announcement is I'm going to retire, or I still haven't made up my mind yet, we all think that he's going to the Jets, and he has done everything he can to drag this out at this point and get as much of attention out of it uh, as he can. But Canty, you know, it's funny. Marcus Spears was on uh, NFL Live earlier. He said, I can't. Talk about player empowerment and not applaud what Aaron Rodgers is doing right now. You know, I, I get it. Has Aaron Rodgers earned this at this point to 
do this to the Jets? And frankly, what does it mean for the Jets? What does success look like with Aaron Rodgers? Well, success is competing at a championship level, right? The Jets being one of the final four teams with a chance to punch their ticket to the Super Bowl. I think that's what everybody is looking at uh, as the measuring stick because of what it's going to cost in order to get the player. Think about all of the the gymnastics that the Jets are going through just to try to recruit Aaron Rodgers to play on a contract that's going to pay him out $59.5 million in 2023. Think about this. I, I mean, never in the history of man has someone had to convince an individual to the lengths that the Jets are trying to convince Rodgers to come play for them to take $60 million. Mm. Never, ne- never heard of it before. Like, th- that for the Jets brass, including the owner, to get on a plane, to go to Malibu, to entertain Silent all of his homeboys and whatever other demands that he might have, like for them to do that and then to pass up on the alternatives in Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo and, and wait till the eve of free agency, or, and really when we start talking about the legal tampering period, well into free agency before they know what he's going to do, they, they've shown them that they're willing to do whatever he wants them to. And and so from that standpoint, I I mean, you have to think that this has got to be about a championship for the Jets, no matter how long he's here. If he only plays one season and they don't make a deep run in the playoffs, the season's a failure. If he plays a couple of years and they don't make a deep run into the playoffs, it's a failure. Because of the premium picks they're going to have up and give up and the money that they're going to have to pay him, the, the the bar for Aaron Rodgers in the New York Jets, if they're able to consummate this marriage, is going to be competing for a Super Bowl title. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, I want good things for the Jets. I want good things to happen. This is not a good thing. This is not a good thing for the Jets. And my reasons are numerous, as we have talked about. The fact that this is not the same player that he was a couple of years ago, and we saw that this past year. The co- the fact that he causes you all of this, Ajita. Are there not going to be aggravating moments for the Jets organization during the season where Aaron Rodgers goes on Pat McAfee and says something that's going to tick somebody off? Of course that's coming. Of course it is. Why? Because we've seen it every other time. We believe you, Aaron, when you show us who you are. And ultimately... If you're not competing for a championship, and that means, as you put it, AFC championship game or bust, because I can only count on one year from him. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go through this again next year. Why would I think that it's worth it if they do anything short? We've had Jet fans who think that a, a home game in the playoffs is enough, making the playoffs is enough. We even had one guy just say, well, as long as he's an improvement over Zach Wilson. Th- this is a broken fan base. It is a broken fan base, Canty. And they are just dying for anything. And before he hands over the water, this guy is milking them dry of every single emotional penny. Yeah, and, I, and he better get his money's worth right now because if and when he decides he's going to come play for the Jets, that's when he's going to be under the microscope and every move and every comment that he makes is going to be judged and people are going to question whether or not it's in the best interest of this team and specifically the young, impressionable players that the Jets have on this roster that have shown themselves to be impact guys. 
everybody is going to judge everything he does through that lens of are you helping these young guys develop and are you putting this team closer to winning a championship? And if anything can is left open to interpretation or if anything is in the margins in terms of being questionable, he is going to be criticized for it. And so th- th- this is going to be a heightened degree of scrutiny for Aaron Rodgers because of the expectations coupled with the truncated timetable that he has in order to have success. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Is Aaron Rodgers worth it? We want to hear from you at 888-729-3776. 888-SAY-ESPN. Chris is in Iowa on ESPN Radio. Up next, Chris, what's going on, dude? How's it going, guys? Good. What do you got? I'm just laughing about the whole Rodgers situation. So I'm originally from Wisconsin. Born and raised a Packer fan. I'm not going to complain about our our quarterback situation because we've been freaking lucky. And I know there's lots of teams that haven't. Uh, I'm tired of Rodgers. I'm Mm. looking forward to the day he's gone. I know we're not sure on our future, but... I got you. You constantly bash. I know you hate Aaron Rodgers, but you don't hate him. But you just you think he's done. Yeah, hate's a strong word. I would say he's not my. Yeah, cup of you tea. you dislike him. He's not your favorite person. He's he's not Packers fans' favorite person anymore because of all the crap that he's pulled. But he was hurt last year. He's going to be fine. He goes. I will laugh at the Jets if he retires with all the crap that they're doing we could talk about him being hurt that's fine he's out there i don't want to hear about if he's playing i I, you're hurt or are you injured that that's what it boils down to canty yeah here's the thing we're talking about him getting hurt in the giants game across the pond which was literally in the middle of the season i I mean we weren't talking about him being hurt when they went on that four game run to start off the month of december i mean when they reeled off those wins especially the ones against the Miami Dolphins down in South Beach and then against the Minnesota Vikings, who were a double-digit win team. And I think they had the second-best record in the conference or third-best record in the conference at that point. Like, we weren't talking about the thumb being an issue. The thumb injury happened in week five. So why are we using this as an excuse? And then we go back and we want to give him credit for making an improbable run at getting to the postseason after the team started 3-6. and six. You can't have it both ways. And so from that standpoint, you have to look at what he did this year and call it a disappointment because you had a chance to win and be in the tournament in Week 18 and your offense scored a grand total of 16 points. Yeah, Listen, the production across the board for him was down. Yeah. It's not like he was thrown for 400 yards a clip even before he got hurt. Yeah, but the excuse is, well, Devontae Adams wasn't there. Well, why wasn't Devontae there? And Devontae wasn't why, why, there, why, why so why didn't Devontae you show there? up to learn the new receivers? Well, well, here and that, that's the thing, though. Devontae wasn't there because you were on the fence about your commitment. The new receivers struggled early because you were on the fence about your commitment. And now we're in the same position that we were in last offseason when you're on the fence about your commitment. So, again, when we start talking about a one-year proposition and whether or not the Jets could contend for a championship, the lack of urgency from Rodgers makes it makes me skeptical that they're going to be able to put all of this together in one offseason for a team that's going to win a title. I just don't see that happening. This is not what we saw from Tom Brady when he committed to playing for the Tampa Bay Bucks. This is not what we got from Matt Stafford when he committed to playing for the L.A. Rams. 
And again, both of those situations were different, and both of those teams were veteran-laden. That is not the case with the New York Jets. John in New York, next on ESPN Radio. John, what's going on, dude? What do you think about Rodgers? <laughs> Wouldn't it be great, and I think every football fan in the world, even Jet fans deep down, the, the best thing that could happen is the Jets say, you know what, we're done with you. We're going to go get Lamar, and they get him. And, and the Packers say, you know what, we're done with you too. You're done. And he- well, the Packers can't say that. The problem is they're on the hook for $60 million. I, the Packers I did this saying, to themselves. I, I understand. I'm just saying, wouldn't it be great? Oh, hey, listen, it'd be phenomenal, but it's not going to happen. And I uh, appreciate the call, John. I, I think that the best the Packers can hope for is that he's into this with the Jets and they can restructure this so that it works for the Jets and the Packers don't get clobbered too much on that, on that huge payment that is due to him before the season starts. Yeah, and it's interesting to see how Green Bay handled this as well because this is a team that's on the fence about their young quarterback. They haven't seen enough from Jordan Love. Quite frankly, he hasn't played a lot of football the last three years. So maybe it's a situation where they're willing to eat more of the contract if it means getting better draft capital. Because they I think that's where you're going to be dealing with it, right? Yeah, I, I think they might be in a position where they'll need that draft capital to move up next year to get a quarterback. You never know what's going to happen, but if I'm a team, I'm willing to pay a little cash in order to improve my draft picks. And I, so, I think that's where the sliding scale will happen when it comes to the compensation going back to the Packers from the Jets for Rodgers. Canty Carlin, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM Channel 80. Jeremy in Jersey, up next on ESPN Radio. Jeremy, should the Jets want Aaron Rodgers at this point, or should they have just bailed out by now? How you doing, guys? I'm uh, almost 34 years old. I was born into a Jets family. My dad saw it. Joe Namath win his title, and I've been stuck ever since. Season tickets since '86. Bless your I've heart. I've seen two solid playoff runs my entire my entire life, and with this window that you have with these young guys, these core, you're not going to be able to pay everybody eventually when they all get to that next contract. So for me, one Super Bowl run, one year, maybe two years if you're lucky, it's worth everything that comes with Aaron Rodgers because. What's the alternative option? You don't have one at the moment. Zach Wilson, and then if not him, maybe Lamar, but how much money are you going to have to pay Lamar at this point? Listen, you'd have to pay Lamar a ton, but with Lamar, you're not talking about one Super Bowl run. You're talking about You're talking about a decade. (laughs) Yeah. You're talking about not having a quarterback problem for seven to ten years. Yeah, and can we start with the we're not going to be able to pay all of our young guys? You can pay Garrett Wilson, Quinnen Williams, and – and uh, uh, Sauce Gardner. You can pay all of those guys. You can pay three going guys on You're your seeing team. teams right now. You can pay three guys on your team. And and also, another thing to consider, the salary cap is about to explode. Yeah. With, with the tech money coming in from Amazon and YouTube, the, the salary cap is going to continue to go up. We already saw the salary cap go up $16 million this year. The salary cap is, <laughs> I mean, Carlin, you're talking about 10 to 15% and between 2023 and 2024 because of the tech money coming into the league. So with all of the, we're not going to be able to pay these guys, yeah, you will. You'll yeah. be able to pay these guys, especially if you pay them sooner rather than later while you have years of team control left on their rookie contracts. It's all about your general manager being judicious, 
but it's also about making sure that these players continue to ascend, and that has a lot to do with the culture that you allow to develop in your building, and that is a part of the reservations that I have about going the route of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron in Michigan. Can't be him, right? Aaron, you're up next on ESPN Radio. What's up? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, yes, sir. I'm not a big Aaron Rodgers fan. In fact, Northern Michigan, I'm not a Packers fan. <laughs> um, but, but what I have to say is I am an American, and I really feel strongly in capitalism. And uh, if Aaron Rodgers can do what he has to do to get his paper, then, like, ah, I can't really be mad at him. If I well, had but, the hammer, but here's the I would thing. take it too. This is not about getting the paper because, and I appreciate the call. Thanks, he got Senator, the for paper already. He got He's the got paper it. already. Yeah, there, there's like, nothing if they this can was do, about guaranteed. that, I would actually be more on his side if this yeah. was just about the salary because yeah. he got that. And in the when it comes to NFL players, I tend to side more with the players. In fact, probably ninety percent of the time because their money's not guaranteed. Um, that has nothing to do with this. What this has to do with is asking for everything and demanding everything and expecting it while you're holding a team hostage. And ultimately, you really only have one or two choices. It's walk away from all that money, or if you're not going to go to the Jets, you're going to say to the Packers, guess what, I'm, I'm coming back. So yeah, he's going to get his money. This is not about money. This is about creating the ideal situation. And although... It might be a, a clutch of pearls moment for everybody else with this list of demands that it, or wish list of players that has been leaked. The one thing I will say, Carlin, when, you, when you're going through a negotiation, the person that's willing to walk away is always going to win. Mm-hmm. And right now, that person is Aaron Rodgers, which is why he's going to get everything he wants from the New York Jets before he gives them any assurance that he's going to come play for them. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We've got a little dash to the draft coming up in just moments. And Canty, does spending really equate to winning? We will answer that question in moments. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Celebrating Women's History Month on ESPN Radio. Serena Williams' 23 Grand Slam titles, second most all-time in women's tennis, have cemented her legacy as one of the most legendary champions in all of professional sports. Behind a dominant serve and fierce competitive spirit, Williams, a seven-time Wimbledon champ, won 73 singles titles and four Olympic gold medals during her illustrious 27-year career. Her win in the 2017 Australian Open final against her sister Venus came while she was eight weeks pregnant, proving to everyone that having a child does not mean the end of your career. Williams' impact goes well beyond her trophies and her accolades. It also lies in her ability to inspire future generations of women to pursue and achieve their athletic dreams. Celebrating Women's History Month on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. One particular position seems scarce in free agency and in the draft, and it's why the Chicago Bears demanded as much as they did. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Okay, football fan, let's get back to some football. This is the Dash for the Draft with Canty and Carlin. We, of course, are hosting the draft on ESPN Radio on April 27th and 28th. So every day, twice a day, once at this time, once at 4.30 Eastern time. Uh, Canty, we will do the Dash to the Draft and give you a little tidbit on the draft. And one thing you pointed out earlier today, we have seen over the last several years, top 10, top 5 picks for that matter, that have been wide receivers. This year, you would be hard-pressed to find a wide receiver that is likely to go in the top 15. Now, you mm-hmm. couple that with the fact that there have not been, at least in day one yesterday and finally really one today, huge money deals for any free agent wide receivers because there haven't been great ones out there. The biggest money that we have seen so far went to Alan Lazard and to Jacoby Myers. They were both right around uh, the same numbers. So... I am kind of thrown by the fact that you have not seen teams be able to lock in at a very high pick in this draft when, you know, Quentin Johnston from TCU is probably your best receiver. Maybe Jackson Smith and Jigba. These are not guys that are of the Jamar Chase variety. No, they're not. And we saw last year two receivers go in the top 10 in Drake London and Garrett Wilson for the New York Jets. Yeah, pass cutters are at a premium. Weapons in the National Football League matter. And what teams have shown us is that if you want one, you're going to have to draft one or you're going to have to trade for one. Now, this year's draft seems to be a little bit light. We're not seeing a lot of pass catchers in the top 10. I think, according to McShay's most recent mock draft, Quentin Johnston is the first pass catcher off the board. But that's number 14 to the New England Patriots. And we know they are the kings of trading back early on in the NFL draft. So who knows when we see the first receiver come off the board in the NFL draft late April. But the point 
is that it's hard to get your hands on one of those guys. We saw the New York Giants make a move today in trading for Darren Waller, a a tight end that's on the other side of 30 that's really expensive. Why? Because they got to get weapons for Daniel Jones to throw the football to. It's hard to come across those guys because of the importance of position. When you start power ranking the importance of positions in the National Football League, it's quarterback. It's the guy that hits the quarterback, which is the pass rushers. It's the offensive lineman, the guy that protects the quarterback. It's the shutdown corner, and it's the wide receiver. It's all players that revolve around the quarterback because it's such a quarterback-centric game. And you got to have good wide receivers in order to take advantage of having good quarterback play. And that's why it's harder and harder to get your hands on these guys. So I think what we're seeing in free agency is a lack of players at the receiver position getting to the open market just because of how valuable they are. And listen, we saw this is why the Bears went and got D.J. Moore. You know, yeah. you can you can go get weapons. And that's why it was important if they were going to trade the number one pick – to go and get a player right away who was going to be part of that trade, not just the draft picks, for them to make it as early as they did. Um, You think D.J. Moore's a number one. I think he's not far off from that, very close to it. The thing I would ask, though, at this point is, if you're a team that is looking for that, are you now going to be looking more on the trade market than you are in this draft? Because... I mean, we've had drafts before, Canty, where guys in the second and third round were very highly regarded. You know, drafts that were 10, 12, 13 receivers deep. Yeah, I mean, we saw A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf come off the board late in the second round in their in, in respective drafts. So we, we've seen guys that have been second-round picks develop into big-time wide receivers. and. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not saying that that's outside of the realm of possibility, but that's that's not the norm in in you know in the context of what we're seeing throughout the league. It's usually guys that are drafted relatively high that end up becoming the top players at the position. Jamar Chase is case in point. Think about what the Cincinnati Bengals were before they added Jamar Chase to the mix to go along with a healthy Joe Burrow in year two. A lot of people were saying that the Bengals should draft Penny Sewell, the offensive lineman out of Oregon, who's a tremendous player, by the way. Mm -hmm. And I was one of those people that was saying, go with the big guy. And I could not have been more wrong. And that shows you the power of players that are difference makers at the position. And what we've seen the last couple of off seasons, that if you want those guys, you got to draft them or you got to trade for them. Think about what the Las Vegas Raiders did last year. They had to send multiple premium picks to the Green Bay Packers for Devontae Adams. Think about what the Miami Dolphins did for Tua. Multiple premium picks for Tyreek Hill. Think about Josh Allen and when he started to ascend. The Bills sent the first-round pick to Stephon Diggs. I mean, you can can go chapter and verse on the instances. This year, Jalen Hurts makes a huge jump. What happened? Howie Roseman, the GM, sent a high pick to the Tennessee Titans. So, I mean, you're starting to see that the position is so valuable that you're not going to get a lot of those guys hitting the open market. The scarcity of the receiver position is what's driving the asking price in the way of draft capital for compensation in these trades. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Now, it's funny. You look at the first two days of free agency. Who are the teams that have been the busiest? Well, the Broncos have laid out a fortune. And have fixed their offensive line. You know, they've gotten help elsewhere in the defensive line. Like the Broncos have 
really laid it out there. They have been the biggest spenders so far. I think before it's all said and done, the Bears are going to end up spending a lot of money. They still have a lot to work with, and I would expect them to be in on uh, Orlando Brown, and that's going to be a big number. Canty, you look at the last several years. The Jaguars were the, one, the team that spent the most money last year. They improved by six wins. Patriots, the year before, improved by three wins. They were a playoff team. Jaguars were two. Dolphins, 2020, spent the most. Five wins and better. And you go back, and these teams have all had success off of spending money in free agency. Are the Broncos that team that after spending all this money, they're going to see a big jump from a disastrous season and be back in the postseason next year? Well, I think there's a good chance for it because you have Sean Payton as your head coach and coaching matters more in professional football than it does in any other major team sport. So I say that that gives you a chance, but ultimately, if Russell Wilson doesn't get closer to the quarterback that you paid for, then you got no shot. You're dead in the water, especially in that conference, particularly in that division when you got the the Kansas City Chiefs and you're looking up at the Los Angeles Chargers as well. I, I... Here's the problem. Brandon Staley is still there. (laughs) That's number one with the Chargers. And the Raiders, while I think they're better by getting Garoppolo, I still don't know how good they are defensively. And they've got problems, especially in the secondary. Can Russ save this? Can he be saved? I mean, if it's not this year, he can't be saved. Because you're getting enough around him uh, for him to work with, even if they ended up trading away Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy, Canty, with all of that and the money that they spent to go get uh, Sean Payton, the Broncos have to jump from 5 to 10 next year. It might be asking a little too much. It, it's asking way, way too much. Well, you would agree. I mean, they to have to du- get to, to 10 double to get up in the playoffs, your, right? Yeah, I mean, to double up there on your win total, yeah, that's yeah. asking a whole lot. And, yeah, I would agree with you. In that conference, you're going to have to get to double-digit wins in order to punch your ticket. Like that, well, we've seen other teams what, that's do it. That's the point over the last few years. No, we have seen other teams do it. And usually the team that spends the most with guaranteed money in free agency, they usually get a pretty good bounce in terms of their return on investment in the way of wins. So I, I'm with you. I, I think the Broncos will be in that conversation, but I ultimately don't think the Broncos will be the biggest spenders during this free agency cycle. I still think it ends up being the Chicago Bears because they're in on the best offensive linemen in free agency this year in Orlando Brown Jr. If they're able to land him, and I don't see a reason why they shouldn't, then they're probably going to be the biggest spenders this year. And I do think that team can get that kind of pop to go from a, a, a seller dweller in their division to competing for a division title. America held hostage. You know, those things are just out of my control. By Aaron Rodgers. Day 65. Let's just get you caught up on the day's events as our captor has made some demands. On his ransom note, Diana Rossini reporting earlier today that he gave a wish list to the New York Jets. Others would call it a ransom note. We will do that. Uh, And that list included Alan Lazard, uh, Mercedes Lewis, you know, the other receiver from the Packers, Randall Cobb, and potentially Odell Beckham Jr., that for the New York Jets. That's where we stand, and the Jets have already, earlier today, agreed to terms with Alan Lazard. And tomorrow, Aaron Rodgers is scheduled to be on the Pat McAfee show, so maybe we will finally get an answer to where he is at with all of that. Meantime, Canty, 
What did we do last night? We made people some money. Yes, we did. By hitting a little parlay, thanks to a little fade action on one Tyus Jones. And it worked out. We have got your play of the day where we will, Canty. Make people money. It's next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. And Carlin, the podcast. If you pay attention, last night. Ding, ding, ding. That's right, baby. That was a little winner on the Canty and Carlin parlay play of the night. We put together a nice little parlay. That was the Memphis Grizzlies minus three and a half against the Mavericks without uh, Kyrie Irving and without Luka Doncic. So. The Grizz minus three and a half under 220. Tyus Jones under 15 and a half paid out at plus 490. And yes, my friends, that's right. That was a winner. So, Canty, let us get to tonight. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. I just realized I don't have the money gun here. I'd be firing it off right now. We haven't done that in too long. Yeah, it's been a while. We I know. Get back to our money gun ways. I know. I know. Canty, tonight, you are all over the Lakers and the Pelicans for the play of the night. Yes, I am. And we're going to ride Anthony Davis like Secretariat. <laughs> Huh? That's what's going to happen. We're going right, to treat and- him like Seabiscuit tonight. <laughs> AD, over 26.5 total points. Over 12.5 rebounds. We're on board for both of those. Mm-hmm. And then, you like Jonas Valanciunas. Over 8.5 rebounds on the game. 
Yeah, he's going to have to put in some work, especially with Brandon Ingram being a game-time decision in the front court. So I, I, I see Valanciunas having to play a major role for the Pels in terms of cleaning the glass. Okay, so we're tying those three together in a little Caesar Sportsbook parlay for this evening in the NBA. Anthony Davis over 26.5 points and over 12.5 rebounds. And Valanciunas over 8.5 rebounds for the Pelicans. That, my friends, is your play of the night. Sometimes it's the worst. Worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. Our little Laker fan buddy over there has been buzzing over this game all day between the Lakers and the Pelicans tonight. You are fired up. Yeah, I mean, Anthony Davis better ball. You can't say you didn't do your job in your last game and not show up in the next one. Like he, he has to ball, especially given the stakes. I mean, right now they're in that ninth spot ahead of the New Orleans Pelicans, but they're tied in the win column with the Utah Jazz, who are 12th. So one loss, all of a sudden you're talking about them taking a tumble. No margin for error. AD better show up. Canty, we've got the Celtics losing to the Rockets. Wow. Very, how, how worried very are you strange. about the Celtics right now? The Celtics got some issues, man. And it goes back to last year's NBA Finals when they couldn't create in the half court and they didn't have a point guard that could orchestrate the offense and get the ball to Tatum and Brown in their spots. That's what I worry about with the Celtics team. They can play defense, they can get out in transition, and they can shoot. But when it comes to shot creation in the half-court offense, they struggle. Malcolm Brogdon was supposed to fix that. As much as I love my former Virginia Cavalier, he didn't. And it continues to be an issue. That's the only way you explain uh, the Celtics team losing to a team that has the worst record in the NBA on a night when Jalen Brown drops 43. It's the only way you explain it. Listen, I'm still very high on the Celtics. I am not going to lose my mind over it, but it wouldn't kill me to see them kind of put it together here a little bit more. Yeah. Because it has not been ideal. Canty, I don't think anybody, even Aaron Rodgers, had a better night than Duque Herbert had last night. Who is Duque Herbert? Plays for Team Nicaragua, 21 years old, pitches for them, Last night in the World Baseball Classic goes out and struck out Juan Soto, Mm. Julio Rodriguez, and Rafael Devers (laughs) right in a row. And Kenty, what happened? Within an hour of that, a Detroit Tigers scout approached him and he signed a contract with the Tigers. Oh, there's no question about it. Like, you have to, right? Yeah, that's an awesome night, though. Like, this is like that movie Trouble with the Curve, but this guy is striking (laughs) out three of the biggest bats in all of baseball. That's phenomenal for the kid. It's a great story. It's why we love sports, man, to have that moment in the World Baseball Classic and, and to show up in that way and have that result in a contract in the bigs. That's a big-time performance by Duque. Even if he had not signed a contract, just having that moment in and of itself would have been worth it for the rest of your life because you're going to be pointing to those three guys hitting a ton of home runs and being big-time players for a long time in the big leagues. There's that is no awesome. doubt about it. There's no well, doubt about it. Surprise, a New York team didn't sign him. Uh, <laughs> the Yankees get they every other pitching. player. You'll just they need to... pitching. Oh, God, look at you. You're ready to go and sign the guy now. What are you, George? <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app.
Canty and Carlin, the podcast.